Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm going to be your host, Kathy Cook Noble, tonight. We're going to spend some time together talking about finances. I know that's everybody's favorite F word, and I'm excited because uh, the weather's clearing up, and for those of you who are in the southern states, you've probably already got beautiful weather, but for those of us in Canada who are still have memories of snow and the cold weather, we're starting to have some, some beautiful spring weather popping up, and uh, we're, I hope everybody's out enjoying it and was out enjoying it on the weekend because there's obviously so many great things about getting out in nature and enjoying the fresh air. And I, I'm wondering, for everybody that was out and about and looking at the calendar and they're thinking, wow, we're getting close to the first day of spring and all these things that we're going to do and planting our gardens and cleaning up our yards because that's the other thing, the snow melts and it starts to show all the sins in the yard. <laughs> so I'm wondering how many of you were thinking, wow, it's almost the end of the first quarter. And this would be a great time for me to reflect on my financial situation. So way back in January, it's just incredible how fast time flies. But way back in January, when we talked about um, New Year's resolutions and what those look like and what we want to do with those and what we normally do with those, I suggested, you know, now's a good time. Instead of making New Year's resolutions, just plan your financial uh, year out. And by doing that, we talked about tracking our cash and because, you know, I'm a broken record on that one. Track your cash, know where your money's going in and out, and then eventually you'll be paying attention to it so well that you'll have more coming in than more going out. That's our plan. So I look at it this time of year and I'm like, okay, we're just, you know, closing on the end of the first quarter and maybe we can take a a few minutes to reflect on the, the year so far. So when we look at the year so far and we think what's keeping us up at night and how are things going so far in this year of 2019? We look back on our last three months and we think, okay, we've been tracking our cash if we have, fantastic. What's it look like? Are we, you know, more in than out or are we not tracking our cash? If we're not, it's okay. Now's a great time to start because we've still got lots of lots of the year left. So when I look at this, I'm like, wow, this is what anyone that's in business out there knows that we look at the end of the first quarter and, and we start to see, are we making money? Are we profitable? Where are we spending our money? Uh, where should we be spending our money? Maybe we should be uh, redirecting some of that money someplace else. But I just wonder how many of us are doing that. And if we're doing that, um, what are, what's it looking like? Because I know a lot of people don't do that. And I think it's a great opportunity for them to start to do that. Uh, think of like a, thinking like a business. And by thinking like a business, I don't mean you have to get into all formulas and metrics and stuff like that. I just mean, what if we just look at it like a business would say, hey, you know, this is the first quarter. Let's look at our household. And are we ahead or are we behind where we want to be in the money? Is there something that's been stressing us out this year? And if so, what is it? What can we do about it? And how do we make a plan for it? So have we, we've all been to the dentist at one time or another. And at some point in time, we, we've probably been stressed about something. And I just, because I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was worried about going to the dentist. She hadn't been for 
for a while, so she was a little bit stressed out. And she went to the dentist and found out that there's absolutely nothing for her to have lost sleep over. She was great. Everything was wonderful. No issues, no problems. Teeth are good. But she was stressed about it before she went. And a lot of people are like that with their money. They're, they get all stressed out and worried before they come talk to people like me. And turns out it's not so bad, not so stressful. So people like me are, for those that don't know, I'm a financial advisor, a licensed financial advisor here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm also, I have a bookkeeping company that I oversee and I have some bookkeepers that, that do great work for me and keep businesses on track and organized. And, and we do more than bookkeeping. That's why we're Bookkeeping Plus is our name because we look, not only do we post the stuff, but we also give you some feedback and insight and analysis on what, what we would recommend on how to make things better. Because I think it's really important when we have knowledge, we need to share it with each other and, and help make each other better. So for people like me that talk about money all the time and finances all the time, it seems normal. And a lot of people don't spend that much time talking about their finances, which is kind of mind-blowing because everybody out there needs money for something, whether it's to go on a vacation or to build a new house or buy a new car or send your kids to school or pay for your vet bill or just buy groceries or any just basic stuff like that. So we all need money for something. And we should all really be looking at it to say, hey, how are we getting our money? Are we hanging on to it? Are we spending more than we're making? And this, again, is where I come at. This is the end of first quarter. It's a great time for us to be talking to ourselves, our spouses, our partners, our family, whoever we're comfortable talking with our finances, say, you know what, let's review the plan. We've had three months in on the year. And if we made a plan in the first part of the year, which was just great, if you didn't, no stress, it's never a bad time to start, then let's look at the plan and say, are we on track? And if we're not on track, what do we do to tweak it or make it uh, more on track? Or were we, were, maybe we weren't realistic in some of the stuff and we discovered that, you know, we can't live on $10 a month for groceries, so maybe we need to adjust that. And those are the things we start looking for. Great time to do it. Right, You sit down, you review, you're on, you're off, your game, and then you make the adjustments. If you haven't started, it's a great time to start because you now have some history of the, the three months, and you can look back and say, geez, you know, I, I haven't been doing so great or I've been doing fantastic. And if that's the case, let's carry on the way we're doing it. But the other things I want to talk to you about tonight are different things we can look at. So how do we make our decisions on how to spend our money. There's a lot of stuff out there and the internet and social media and the ease at which we can spend money because thankfully all the retailers are making it super easy for us to spend our money. And, you know, you can just tap and go and there's all kinds of payment methods now. So it's easy to spend money and we all know that. And we're all guilty of some impulse buy at some point that popped up on our social media and next thing you know, you have this great package coming right to your house and uh, maybe you didn't need it and maybe you did and maybe you overspent, maybe you didn't. It doesn't matter. The point is uh, we're aware of it. And now that we're aware of it, how do we make the decision on where to put our money? So we put a plan into place, we're tracking our cash, and then we're going to say, well, how do we make an, an assessment on where to spend this money and if it's the right thing to do? And I want to share with you a really, really simple, this is by no means scientific, um, it's very simple. I learned it in a program I took, 
and, and I'm currently taking, I stay in it because I think it's really great to really understand how the world works and the universe uh, in it uh, and how we're, we work in it. So one of the things that I think is really simple is make sure you know what the three the three most important values are to you. So go through an assessment on your values and, and point to, and there's a ton and ton and ton of values. And I will just for just give you an, a, a few, you know, whether it's uh, uh, acceptance, accessibility, accomplishment, commitment, community, compassion, education, effectiveness, efficiency, enjoyment, enthusiasm, ethics, faith, family, fashion, fearlessness, um, financial independence, firmness, fitness, fortitude. There's generosity, growth, happiness, harmony, health, honor, honesty, insightfulness, perceptive. There's all kinds of values. Go through, if you can't think of them off the top of your head, there's, it's very easy to download or Google values. And there's lists and lists and lists of values. And then go through the list and narrow it down. Just, you know, circle the ones that speak to you. Really quickly go through it. And then ones that you circled, go back through it and highlight the three that speak the most to you. That you, when you read that, your body really agrees and says, yeah, that's what's important to me. That's a value. Those are your three most important values. So if one of the most important values to you is, is health, for example, then when you go to make your decision, you're going to ask yourself, does this align with my three values? And if my three values are, uh, for example, health, wealth, and success, if those are my three values then does this decision align with my three values? And if the answer is yes, then you're making the right decision. If the answer is no, or you have to give a yes, but, or well, kind of, if I did this, then the answer is no. It's either a yes or a no. It aligns with your values or it doesn't. And I think what you'll find is the same thing I found, is when you start to just ask yourself that question before you make a purchase or before you make a decision, then it makes the decision a lot easier and a lot less stressful. So find three values that are most aligned with you and make that decision. That's the the easiest way to make the decisions in your life. It's the easiest way I found. And I just wanted to share that with you because it does translate to a huge financial benefit. Because when you start to to ask yourself, oh, this thing popped up and yeah, that would be really great if I had a a two-in-one hairbrusher and blow dryer <laughs> that pops up on social media. Do you need it? You know, what what do, what do I value? Well, I, I value my wealth or I value being frugal or I value being um, less, you know, more patient or whatever your values are. Then you can ask yourself, does this align with my three values? And you can say, well, no, actually, it doesn't align with my being frugal. So I'm not going to buy it. It's cool, and I'd like it, and it's easy to do because I just click this one button, and it'll be here tomorrow. But then you ask yourself, no, it doesn't align with my values. Because what happens is people get on this click here and deliver tomorrow, and at the end of the month or the time they get their credit card statement, whatever time that is, the mid-month, they look at it, and they're thinking, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize I spent that much money. And they just made it so easy to spend money, or you get your debit, your bank statement, and your debit's been used so many times that now – Either you've gone over a limit for your bank and you're paying bank fees, which is a whole other show on its own, or you um, have just depleted your account. You've maybe, I know people who've had things happen and their mortgage payment has bounced or their uh, insurance payment has 
been an SF or whatever the case may be, or they didn't realize they spent the grocery money. And for those, a lot of times people out there, they do live very close to that paycheck to paycheck. That's the majority of the people in our North, North America. And that's the way I find that it's super easy to say, you know what, does this hit my three values? No, it really doesn't. So I'm not going to buy it. And it's just that easy. And that's the great decision for everything. Great decision on which vacation you're going to take. Great decision on the furniture you're going to buy in your house. A great decision making tool for everything. So I would suggest that, you know, it's a 10 minute task. Go through it and see what you value the most and use those values to make your decisions. So that is part of the process for your guide to good decision-making and your good financials. So right here we are at the end of quarter, first quarter. We're wondering what's keeping us up at night. Are we, are we sleeping well because we know we've done a good job financially? We're making decisions based on our values, and we're feeling good about what we're doing. We've got cash coming in. We've got cash going out, more cash coming in, coming in than going out, which means we have extra cash at the end of the month. Maybe we've started, now that we've got this all tracked, now we're starting to do a savings plan or an investment plan, which would be fantastic because now we're starting to save for our future self, which is going to be exciting. And obviously that's where we want to go, uh, ultimately where we want to be. So that's what we want to reflect on in the first couple months right now. We've got a couple months of, of information, a couple months of data that we can look back on, and that's what we want to reflect on tonight and just generally in the next couple of weeks, we want to be able to say, hey, where are we at? Because the next thing after our break we want to talk about is taxes, because that's what next month's all about. April is tax time. And what does that mean? So we're going to need to be, if we're not prepared now, we need to get a little bit prepared for our taxes so that we're on time and we don't miss deadlines and pay unnecessary penalties or unnecessary interest or, or cause ourselves unnecessary stress, because we certainly don't want to do that. So we're going to take our first break tonight, and when we come back, we're going to start to talk about how we can apply some of uh, the information that we've learned about ourselves and our finances the last couple months, and we're going to plan for the future, we're going to plan for this year specifically, and we're going to plan for next month, which is tax time. So we're going to take our first break of the night, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about um, our financial tidbits, the things that we're going to look for at this time of the year. What do we need to look for? What do we need to talk about? What these last three months show us about our financial health? You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about our financial tidbits that are going to help us for 2019. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Kitzmobile on the Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking. We are talking about um, a year in review, <laughs> a time at our first quarter where we're going to look at some financial tidbits for this time of the year and what adjustments we need to make because our goal is to be financially successful and financially happy, which is going to relieve some stress, which causes all kinds of other health issues. So we're going to get our finances in order, and we're going to do that by a little evaluation at first quarter. So before we went to break, we were just talking about the different ways to evaluate whether or not something is worth buying or valuable to you. And I suggested that you really get to know what your values, your top three values are, and just ask yourself that question. Uh, That's, I mean, there's lots of ways I make decisions, but the, I, I always ask myself if it aligns with my core values, and if the answer is yes, then I'm, I feel comfortable and happy doing it. If I, if I have a squirmy feeling or a weird feeling in my stomach, then I know that it doesn't align, and I have to say no. So, And that goes for when people ask me to, to speak at events or be on certain boards or committees. I have to ask myself if it aligns with my values, and if it does, then I'm, I'm happy and comfortable doing it. When it doesn't and I go against my gut, I know I, I always regret it or I feel icky about it or something. So that's one way I've learned to really uh, hone my decision-making skills. It also helps financially because you know what works for you. So here we are, first quarter almost over. And you are sitting with three months of information on your spending habits. We may not have done a, a New Year's plan, but this is a, now, now is as good a time as any. So what we want to look at is whether or not we have a plan in place. And if we don't have one, we're going to start one. It doesn't have to be complicated. People think it has to be complicated. It has to be done by professionals like me. And No, you can do it yourself. You can do it by pen and paper. I think I shared with um, with everybody one show uh, I like to make it fun. I am by no stretch an artist. No one would ever accuse me of being an artist. I, you know, there's no paintings that anybody wants of mine that are in that they want for mag- uh, for a museum. There's no articles being written about my fantastic art skills. So, having said that, that's why it's funny when I tell you what I like to do is I like to get one of those art books and colored pens or colored markers, and I make my plan by simple paper and pen and I make it colorful and I make it fun and yes it most definitely aligns with my core values because having fun is one of them so 
you definitely want to have fun and it makes it interesting and exciting and I just take this art book it's got the coils on it and I write down my plans my goals and then how I'm going to achieve them and then there's circles and there's sometimes pictures and it it's easy to go back and look at because you want to look at it and sometimes you add you know a different color and to highlight something and to say you know these are the goals I want to achieve this year and this is how much it's going to cost and this is how I'm going to make it happen so yes you can use spreadsheets and and I am not going to lie I love Excel I'm a big fan of the spreadsheets I'm a big fan of charting things and plotting things and I'm a big fan of that but to take it and sit down paper to pen write it out the first time to see what it looks like super easy and, and it's actually a lot of fun so just grab yourself whatever makes you comfortable and start your plan now this plan we're going to remember this is our plan just for us right so when we do that we're also going to look at christmas is coming in december every year christmas comes in december and easter moves around and this year from april but easter comes every year in march or april and your children's birthday your spouse's birthday your sister's birthday they come on the same year same day every year so there's no surprises about you know mother's day valentine's day just passed it happened last year at the same time we're going to have it again in 2020 we just had um saint patrick's day guess what's going to happen next year we had it last year we're going to have it every year thereafter so we know these things are coming just if you have a calendar right in you know what i'm going to plan on needing x amount of dollars for christmas how am I going to be ready for Christmas? I'm not going to wait till November, go out, or December 1st, even better, you know, and go out and power shop, put it all on my credit card, and have it all come due at the same time. Rather than do that, how about we plan for it? And we say, you know what, we're going to set it, we need $1,000. We've got 10 months. We're going to set $100 a month aside. And by doing that, we're going to be ready for Christmas. We're going to be able to shop throughout the year when we see deals on or when we see something coming up or some sort of special coming up and we're like, oh, that'd be perfect for my sister's birthday that's coming up in August and I'm going to actually have the money set aside because here's my little account that I have off to the side and there are lots of, uh, lots of bank accounts that charge no fees. They're online. You can even make money on some of them. It's crazy, I know, because it, you're always paying money for bank now, but you actually can get there's a bunch of bank accounts that are available online. They're all backed by, in Canada, the Canadian Deposit Insurance Corp. And the ones in the U.S., they're all legitimate banks. And you can store your money there. So every month, you just sock a little bit away, whatever the number is going to be, your $10, $100, $50, whatever the case is. And then you know that bank account is your planning account for Christmas, birthday, Easter, vacation, whatever. And vacation is another one. Like, why not? People spend more time planning for their vacation than they do their financial plans. And it's incredible to me because your vacation typically doesn't last the whole year. <laughs> so let's plan for our vacation, too. Like, let's set up a, a little bit of money. How much are we going to need for our vacation? Is it $2,000, $3,000, $10,000, whatever it is? Let's plan. We're going to take a vacation in November, and we're going to need $2,000, whatever your number is. Let's see how much, let's start setting money aside now. Again, let's not wait till November, put it all on our credit card, and then panic in December when A, Christmas is here, and B, the credit card statement shows up. Let's not stress ourselves out. So let's start setting money aside. So when all is said and done, we know we need $100 for Christmas, we need $20 for birthdays, we need uh, maybe another 
$50 for uh, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, family, stuff like that, you know, 4th of July, those kind of things. So that gives us $170 and we're going to need another $100 to save, start saving every month for our vacation or $200, whatever your number is. So now we're at $370. So $370 a month we're going to set aside. And that just becomes part of our cash in, cash out. Cash in is our money that came in, cash out. We paid our hydro bill. We paid our phone bill. We paid our $370 to our savings fund. And there we go. Easy. And then Christmas comes along or birthdays come along. And, hey, those, that's on sale for my sister. Her birthday's in August. Today, it's, you know, we're in March, the end of March. I can buy it because I have it set aside. <clears throat> if you started doing that the first of the year, you'd already be three months ahead. If you haven't started doing it, then start doing it now. Because you still have months and months, you have 10 months, or nine months, depending on when you finish your shopping, to get ready for Christmas. So let's start saving for Christmas. Let's start saving for Labor Day in Canada. Let's start saving for Canada Day. Let's start saving for 4th of July. If we need $50 for picnics, it's great. We've got time. And it's not as painful when you're taking $300 a month to go towards our $3,000 we need. So that's what we can do. It's easy stuff. So prepare also for donations. So if you donate a certain amount of money at Easter time or Christmas time to your church, or if there's an organization like your hospital or the Big Brothers or Big Sisters or, you know, the Boy Scouts, whatever the organization is that is near and dear to your heart, plan for your donations. If you want to donate, you know, $100 this year to your charity, then figure out all right, I'll add a little extra each month in my, my uh, savings fund. So if I add another $5 a month, then that can go towards the in charity that I want to donate money to. And the other part of the planning isn't just the financial part with your charity. Decide what charity you want to support, either through money or through time. So if you've decided that you're going to support the Cancer Society, for example, and you want to donate $100 a year this year to them and you want to help with a particular event, then plan for your time and plan for your money. That's what the whole planning is all about. It's not just about your money. It's about your money and your time together. So let's start now with our plan going forward. Let's finish off 2019 with the plan. So when we look back in December, we can say, hey, we hit all our targets. We exceeded what our plan was to perceiving. So instead, we wanted to end the, the year with $1,000 in our savings account, we ended up with 1100 That would be great. If we ended up with $900, we are still ahead, and we're still on the positive side. So we want to give ourselves the, the credit and the success and support to do that. So that is how I recommend we look at the first quarter of the year. That's how I recommend we look at the year going forward. Now, next month, our taxes are due. And that's for all of us in North America, Canada, and the U.S. So as usual, April 30th is our deadline for the Canadians to get their taxes in. And for the majority of them, it's the deadline to pay your taxes that you're due to. So they're usually due at the same time unless you get charged penalty and interest because you didn't file. But if you're self-employed, you actually have until June 17th. That's the date to file. It's normally June the 15th. I know those of you that are tax people are going, nope, it's June 15th. You're right, except that's a Saturday this year. So it rolls over to the Monday. So remember, though, if you file, if you're self-employed and you file your taxes in June and you owe money, no, you don't have a refund, then the money is actually due by April the 30th, which means you'll be paying some penalties and interest. So if you're late, 
to settle your ballot than with the government, then you end up with the running that risk of a penalty and interest. So just be aware of that. Uh, I'm not giving tax advice. I'm not telling you how or when you should file your taxes. That's up to you and your tax preparer or you and your bookkeeper, however you do it. But the earliest you could have filed was February the 18th. So I, which I, in this case, I actually wouldn't recommend if you had investment money then or T4s, you want to make sure that you got all your T slips or your tax slips that you need. So it's it's a little risky filing early and it's a little risky filing late. So be very aware of that. And that's what I wanted to share with you about that. Um, we're going to take our second break of the night in a minute. And then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how markets work. And we're going to talk about this thing that really, if you know me or if you've listened to the show, you would know when people say it's RSP time. It just drives me crazy because RSP time to me is just uh, panic, panic planning that what should have happened didn't happen, meaning we didn't have good planning the year before. So now we did this panic planning because all we can do is RSPs in January and February. So let's talk about that when we come back. We're going to take our second break of the night. We're talking tonight about financial tidbits on our first end of the first quarter, our financial first quarter this year. And we want to have a look and review and see how we're doing rather than wait till the end of the year. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to talk about more financial tidbits and how that can help us for the rest of the year. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble. This is the Inspired Choices Network, and you're listening to Financially Speaking. And today, our show topic is about financial tidbits. And financial tidbits are just little pieces of information I want to share with you about getting you on track or staying on track for a good, healthy financial 2019. And before we went to break, we were talking about how we can just get ready and plan and it doesn't have to be painful. We can make it fun. We should make it fun. Uh, we should involve the family. Or if we live alone, then maybe find a, a, a friend or a sibling or something that you like to chat with that you can trust and just talk about different ideas. I don't, 
I'm not saying you have to open up your bank book and all your investments. And it's not like that. You can have a nice, cool conversation and just talk about ideas and things that you're doing or what am I doing and what can help you that's helping me or vice versa. Um, I have uh, a shameless plug I'm going to do right now, but uh, it actually was very helpful. A bunch of years ago, I started an investment club uh, called WISE. It's the Women's Investment and Social Exchange. It's not about crazy investing ideas. It's not about funds and fund managers. It's not about what I do for a living. It's about getting together and on a social level and talking about things that we need help with. So if you need help with your mortgage and I need help with bank fees, then each month we have a topic and everybody got homework to say, go find out the research about your your um, your mortgage and I'm going to go research how much I'm paying in bank fees and what other kinds of um, options are out there for saving on bank fees. So we would do that. I do have, uh, it still carries on, <laughs> but the, the club is alive and well and uh, just re- being revamped to an online uh, opportunity. So that's why I say it's a shameless plug because it is uh, available online and I'm just the website is just being redone and we're revamping it so that we can accommodate more people. But, I mean, it's simple, it's easy, it's like $50 a year. <laughs> it's not expensive. It gives you opportunities just to get together with other like-minded people and, and run ideas by them. So if you live alone and you want to talk to people or if you don't live alone and you just want to join a group of like-minded people, there's an opportunity there for you. And we'll talk more about that in uh, in the shows in the future, I'm sure. So that's another opportunity for you to just talk to people and and learn some ideas. And of course, I'm there and I talk, I answer questions and throw out all kinds of ideas all the time. So uh, get a plan in place. Now we talked, I briefly touched on RSPs. RSPs are registered retirement savings plans for those of you in Canada. You'll be familiar at least with hearing about them. Uh, Very similar to your uh, IRAs and Roth IRAs are similar to our our tax-free savings accounts in the USA. Um, What the RSPs are, though, the intention of an RSP is to reduce your taxable income on your tax return. And in in doing that, you are deferring the tax to the future, sometime in the future. And that sometime in the future is usually, and I say usually because it's required at age 71, but usually at age 71 is when you start to touch it. Um, some people get in there before because they need some help. But um, what what happens is you take that RSP, you reduce the taxable income, and most people do it with the intention of getting a refund on their tax return. And that's fine as well. It's great. No problem. Your money's invested. It's deferred. The key is it's deferred. Your money is growing tax deferred, which is great, which means more money. Your money is there's a higher amount of money growing. But it's all taxable. You have to pay tax on it. This does not get you out of tax. So what people don't know, this is the second part of the equation, is take the refund and invest that in something else so that you have the money to pay the tax when the time comes. And that that piece of money is what a lot of people missed. And everyone's everyone's plan is different. This is not a sweeping conversation for everybody. Please don't go out and buy an RSP because I said to, I'm not saying to buy an RSP. I'm just telling you how to work. Some people, it makes sense. Some people, it doesn't. Um, But what happens is this time of year, January, February, March, all you can do essentially for your taxes to reduce them is RSPs because charitable givings all have to be done by the end of December, the previous year. 
So I say this because it drives me crazy that it's RSP season and it's not. My my planning is plan the whole year. So you sit down, you do a full plan, then you're deciding that you, either yes, you're doing RSPs or no, you're not. Or maybe you're doing TFSAs or maybe you're doing something different. But it's all part of your plan. So you don't have that panic January, February where you're like, oh, I have to get some money and I didn't do RSPs. Because then you're not really planning. You're just throwing the money in to get the reduction. And I'm not saying sometimes there's not a, a very good reason for it. But for the most part, I am a fan of planning for the year, working it into your plan so there's no panic. You don't have to run in and see somebody like me. I need to put so much money down on my RSPs because we want to have it part of a plan. So start now looking at what next year is going to be looking like. We're going to file our taxes next April, next month. But we're also going to file them next April too. So get your stuff in line. Get your receipts together. Make sure you have everything now. Get them to your tax preparer before the night before at midnight. And get them all done for this April, which is next month. Now let's start thinking about next year as part of our plan. Okay, so based on what we're seeing in our taxes, is there something that we need to talk to, you know, an advisor for? Do we need to put some plan in place about uh, the kids' education? Are we going to set up RESPs, which are Registered Education Savings Plan? Are we going to be contributing to RSPs? Are we going to be contributing to our tax-free savings account? What are we going to be doing for the rest of the year? And if we're going to be doing that, let's start doing it. Because if you're going to be doing, and I'm going to pick on RSPs just because we, I started talking about it, but say you are deciding that it, you've talked to your advisor, if you have one, or you decide on your own by doing your own homework, that you're going to need RSPs for next year. So great, no problem. We're going to need to do $200 a month in RSPs. We're going to, for our planning, we're going to need a couple thousand dollars. So we're going to do $200 a month for the next 10 months for RSPs. Now, what does that look like? Number one, it's good planning because we're preparing for next April. Number two, we're going to be participating in something called dollar cost averaging. I don't know if anybody's ever heard that. I'm not going to get too technical tonight. But the it's, a, it's an investment strategy that sometimes works for people. Most of the time it works. But it's a constant contribution. So what it's called, the, this, the general idea behind it is that you're going to divide your total amount that you need to invest. So for big numbers, just to make it a, an impact, we're going to take $100,000 and we're going to divide it into equal amounts to put into the market, which means we're going to invest it over a certain period of time. So if we're going to take $100,000 and divide it by 10 months, then we're going to put in $10,000 into every month into our investment. Now, that number is for everything. If it's $1,000, we're going to divide it by 10. We're going to put $100 a month in. It works for everything, everybody, same story. So the idea of it behind the dollar cost averaging is you're planning and hoping that you're going to reduce reduce the risk that you incur any substantial loss from investing in the market by putting one lump sum in. So what does that mean? Rather than just putting our whole $1,000 in today, we're going to minimize our risk by spreading our risk out over 10 months. So here's what I know about the market. This is what any advisor, any portfolio manager, anybody can tell you that's guaranteed in the market. It goes up and it goes down. And nobody knows when or how much or by what margins they're going to make those swings. So this is the other thing I know. Timing the market is an impossible game that will drive you crazy trying to make happen. So stop stressing yourself out about when you get in the market and when you don't get in the market. 
I saw this really cute graph uh, picture, and I'm going to share it with you. It's really cool if you can see it. But um, Manulife put it out, which is a, a company that does insurance and, and funds and so forth. And it's really a cute little graphic. And it's like a picture of a, a curved line going up and down. And at the front of it, it says uh, it's optimistic. There's excitement. There's the thrill. There's the euphoria. That's the highest risk. Then the market starts to turn, turn down a little bit. And people have anxiety. And then there's denial and fear and desperation and panic and capitulation. And then... Uh, then you get to that despondent point. And then when the market's down, that's the highest potential for earning and people are depressed and then it starts to come back up and they feel hopeful and relief and optimism. Here's the thing. When it's the highest risk, when it's euphoria, don't pull your money out because it's too high. Now the market, is it at the peak? Am I going to, is the market going to go down? And when it's at the bottom, you don't say, oh, I shouldn't get in because the market's down. Dollar cost averaging takes the emotional fear out of it because you don't have to make those decisions. You're putting the same amount in day after day, month after month, whatever your program is. So that is what dollar cost averaging is for. It's it's fantastic for a lot of people who don't have a lot of time to think about it or watch the market or are just generally trying to minimize the risk and spread it out. So talk to your advisor, look into it, do your own homework if you do it yourself. But have a look and see whether or not you should be doing something every month. Um, the other thing that we want to talk about on how the markets work is as best you can, and I say this because I know how it's, this is the hardest part for a lot of people, is try not to get too emotional. When the market goes down, people get really panicked and they pull their money out or or they stop contributing. And really, you want to just stick, if you have a good plan in place, you stick to your good long-term plan. If you're scared or fearful, talk to your advisor and they'll talk to you about it. But don't don't let your emotions run wild and don't get all excited when you've made money and the market's up and then next thing you know, you're pulling your money out and um, you're afraid because you don't want to lose money. You cannot time the market. I don't care how good you are at it. Um, you could be Warren Buffett and he doesn't try and time the market. So timing the market is the one thing I caution people about. So while you're doing your plan, just make your plan. Don't try and plan on timing the market when there's going to be a recession, when there's the recession is going to be over, when, 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 when these things are going to happen. Do your best planning and stick to your plan. That's the important part. So just to give you a bit of a summary, we want to use our values to guide us with the decisions. We want to feel comfortable with what we're doing. And then we're going to put a plan into place and we're going to plan for our lives, not for everybody else. We don't care what our neighbors are doing. We don't care on social media how many cars or trips or anything else that our cousins or our neighbors or our friends or whatever are having. It's, who cares? It's none of our business. And we don't know what goes on behind closed doors anyway. We only know at our house what's happening. And we want to plan for Christmas because we, we know it's coming. We want to plan for birthdays. We know they're happening. We want to plan for Easter. How much are we going to spend on chocolate or whatever the case may be? And we're going to prepare for donations and charities either through time and or money. And we're going to plan for a vacation. We're going to plan for putting braces on our kids if they need it. We're going to plan for having our dog uh, surgery done if our dog needs surgery. We're going to plan for all these things. And it's just going to be easy to do because we're going to write it out. We're going to say what we need to do, when we need to do it, how much we think it's going to cost. And then we're going to start planning and putting a little bit of money away every month. And then we're going to be so excited when we see at the end of the 
month or year or whatever the time period is and we have all this extra money in our account we're like oh i'm not the least bit worried about christmas i saved up for it all year or i was buying gifts all year because they were on sale and now here i am and i've got most of my shopping done and i'm not going to go into debt december 31st because when the market or sorry the market when the uh, statement comes in in january we're not going to be all stressed out because we already know what we're doing so that's one way of planning, and we're going to do our very best to not panic and not get emotional and not try and time the market when we do get to that point where we're investing money. And that's where the help of a, an advisor really does come in because their their goal and their role is to keep you on track, help you do your planning, but they're also professionals, so they know the market and how it works, and they, they're supposed to have their emotions in check when it comes to investing. So they... They practice it, they learn it, and you don't get they don't get terribly emotional and panic call you and say, time to get in, time to get out. That's not how it works. So if you use an advisor, then pick one that you also feel comfortable with and aligns with your values. It all makes it so nice and so easy. And we're not going to panic on our RSPs. We're going to work that into our plan as well. We're going we're gonna to take our final break of the night, and when we come back, we are just going to wrap up a little bit on the last little piece that we can review this year at first quarter and see how all our financial plans stays on track. <clears throat> you are listening to Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook-Noble, that's me, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to just talk about the last piece of our plan to review and stay on track this year. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. I am Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network and you are listening to Financially Speaking. Today we are talking about financial tidbits and little things that we should be looking at or maybe reevaluating or evaluating for the first time as we approach the first quarter end of 2019. So looking back, we're going to have a look and say, hey, where are we at with our finances? We've tracked our cash, more coming in, more going out. Where are we at? What do we need to tweak? How do we need to plan going forward? We still have most of the year left. There is no panic here. This is not a time to panic or think you can't get on track. This is exactly the right time to evaluate. You can look back and say, hey, I'm on track. I did the plan or, oh, crap, I forgot to do the plan and I'm going to do it now. So those are different 
different things that you can look at. If you're in your plan, go back and see how, how it's working, if things need to be tweaked. If you're not in a plan or you haven't done any planning, then now's the time to start looking at it because you do have some history. You have three months worth of 2019 information. So, and you're going to be getting your stuff together for your taxes because they're due next month. So now's a great time because you're compiling all your receipts or you're compiling all your tax sheets or tax return notices or T-slips for employment or whatever the case is, but you're putting stuff together for your tax preparer. Whether you're that tax preparer is an accountant, a bookkeeper, uh, an independent, it's yourself, you're putting something together because you're going to do your taxes. So now's a good time to look at your plan. But I do want to mention one thing, and I know this is like me at a broken record. Now is also a good time to check and see if your will is up to date. So wills, I've talked about, I know I've had a whole shows on them. I've done talks on them. I have a whole chapter in my book on wills. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to have a will. Everybody has stuff. If you're single and have a cat or a dog and live in an apartment, everything in that apartment, including your cat and your dog, are your estate. And you need your final wishes to say, this is what I want to have happen to my stuff. You need your final wishes to say what you want to have happen to you. So that is really, really, really important. I, I, it's so heartbreaking for me when I see people that are going through the planning of someone's funeral or trying to figure out their estate and they did not leave a will and you've got family now in a heightened emotional state trying to figure out what their loved one would want and one thing's one thing, one thing's another and next thing you know, you're, nobody knows what they're doing. The government has stepped in because they have died in test state, which means without a will. And the government is going to step in and, and be the, the, I was going to say the quarterback, but that's probably not the right term. But they're going to be the one that wants to, uh, that needs to, and uh, will have the legal authority to step in and make sure that certain rules are followed, certain uh, procedures are followed. And that is not what you want. I don't think anybody out there wants some person from the government to step in and say what you should do or shouldn't do with yourself or your estate when you don't know them and they don't know you. So please check your wills and see if you have one. If you don't have one, now would be a good time to get one. And you don't have to, again, we don't have to make these complicated. You can have a basic will, just get your stuff in place. And then you can update it. And every time you update it, if it, if your estate gets more complicated, well, then you start to add those pieces in. But you don't have to make this super complicated. Just get the will. Start. Just start. Starting is, is super important. And if you're going to have somebody as your executor, please let them know. Please ask them. Because this is not like in the movies where it's, oh, surprise, so-and-so is the executor. It's a big job. It's a It's a huge responsibility. And it is a job. And when I say job, I mean it takes time. There are requirements. And I've talked about this in other shows. There are legal obligations. There are legal responsibilities. Yes, you may be getting paid a little bit of money for it. But it is a job. <clears throat> and it is a requirement. And it is a legal obligation. Don't surprise people because you don't know if they will be your executor. You might think that somebody that you have in mind, oh, yeah, my sister would be great. She'd love to do it. And you go and ask her and she says, absolutely not. I couldn't handle it. I don't want to do it. It'd be too emotional. It's too hard for me. I don't want to take that on. So don't put her down as your executor because when you're not here and you have her as your executor, she could deny it. She could turn it down. 
So make sure that if you ask someone to do that job, that they know about it. Don't just put it in your will. Make sure that they know about it. Make sure that they agree to it. And then share with them the status of your will. They're going to want to see it because they're going to want to know how complicated it is. They're going to want to know what they're getting themselves into, what they're signing up for. So when you do your will, it's super easy and to start with. Some can be complicated. It depends on how many pieces of land you have or investments you have or how big the estate is, but everybody has an estate. So this is also a good time to review. Do I have a will and is it up to date? And do I have a power of attorney? Do I have a healthcare directive? Are they up to date? Those are your three legal pieces that you want because those are the ones that are going to carry out your wishes for when you're not here. And I know I've had a lot of people say to me, well, what do I care? I'm not here. Well, you do care because you spent your whole life and left this legacy to your family and your friends. And the very last thing that you're going to, very last communication to them is your will. So you want your last communication to be something that's less stressful, I think. And you don't want to put your loved ones in a position that's going to stress you out, stress them out. So do a plan. Time to review. Plan for your taxes. This year, get it all wrapped up, get your stuff together, get ready for next year. Next year, we don't want to, once we get ourselves in a plan, this is the cool thing you're going to find. Once you get yourself in your plan and you're starting to be planning ahead, you're going to be less stressed. You're probably going to end up with more cash in your pocket because you're paying attention to it. And you're going to start growing your nest egg and your future, your future self money is going to be growing and you're going to be extremely happy about it because you're going to be a you're going to be a season ahead. You're just going to be like the retailers, planning for the winter season in the summer, planning for the summer season in the winter, and so on. So that's going to be you when you have it all together. So start planning. Look back. If you don't have a plan, no problem. Start now. If you have a plan, how's it working? Do we need to change anything? And plan for everything. Plan for your vacation. It's not hard. You know, if you're taking a vacation this year, you're going to have the date set, but you're going to know. And as always, ask for help. Join a club. Make a friend. Talk to an advisor if you need it. So those are some financial tidbits for tonight. And next week, we will be back to talk to you again and more about all the cool stuff with finance. And stay tuned always with the Inspired Choices Network. There's always great things to see and learn here. So thank you for joining us. And we will see you again right here on the Inspired Choices Network. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.